Peacemaker from Earth, and I'm coming live today from Strasbourg, France, and today is Sunday, the 6th of May, 2018, and I want to welcome everyone once again to Cry and Kofa Open Forum with the Brothers, and for those that are new, Kofa is a network of Messianic believers. Kofa stands for Come Out from Among Her. It's based on Revelation 18.4, but it's really it's the culture, the cultural values that we believe that the creators of heavens and earth, the carbon-based life that we know about in this universe, um, his master designs, the seed of life, the flower of life, um, the fruit of life, the very essence of who he is, is, is um, 
is based on that, that he wants his people, those who do as they're instructed, those who love him regardless of what, those that are thankful to him regardless of what, and that they will follow him and that they will come out from the, the, the prevailing culture, the, the normal, the, the cultural norms. So once again, welcome to COFA. COFA stands for, as I mentioned, Come Out From Among Her. And it's a network of Messianic believers who are called by the Most High, the creators of all carbon-based existence that we know about, um, called by Yahweh to warn the inhabitants of the earth of the great evil that has entered into this world. And uh, we hold that the Most High, who we, we believe his name is Yahweh, in my American accent, Yahweh, has restored a remnant of the seed of Israel to finish the work that Yahweh first gave to our ancestors, the true children of Israel, the true Hebrew Israelites, the seed of Israel, who have been banished from um, the, the, the land of Israel, which lies between the Euphrates River and the Nile River. And so the children of Israel, because of their thoughts of entitlement, because of their arrogance, their stiff neck, their religious behaviors, they have been cast to the four corners of the planet. They've been banished from the land that lies between the Euphrates River and the Nile River, which is now um, called the Middle East or Asia or whatever. But um, I'd like to welcome everyone. And um, this network, the Network of Believers, this network was formed by Mark Elliott Copeland, also known as Yaya Bondele. He was the founder and the chairman of the Kofa Network. He was also the creator and writer and director of a, one of the best-selling documentaries on Amazon, which was entitled Hebrew or the So-Called Hebrew or the So-Called Negro. In addition, he was also the writer, <clears throat> director on other documentaries as well, such as The Man of Sin, One After the Ten, and a host of other documentaries and training. So, um, um, for, for the last past three years. Um, the brothers and I have been um, sharing the Father's word as he placed in our heart. We've been sharing our lives. We haven't been sharing our religion. We've been sharing just our lives and being open and vulnerable. For those that are able to hear this and able to receive it in a culture and a spirit and a desire of understanding, of knowledge, not based on any entitlement or not based on any perceived notions, but with, with the true unadulterated desire to hear what they believe is the truth. I believe this is the truth. I believe that everything we see formed around us has been designed. And it's very personal to our Father, the, the creator of the heavens and the earth. It's very personal. And he has given his sons the ability to speak with him. And by that, by interacting with them, that they will know his thoughts. They will do according as they're taught, as they are commanded as he teaches us. So um, what, I, what I think is interesting is that as I've been doing this walk, um, it's been approaching now 10, 10 years, um, not quite, but approaching 10, 10 years, and that I've, I've had to kind of um, remove my thinking on how I was raised. Uh, I was raised in the, in the United States of America, um, which is which, – which is, the greatest nation that ever existed on the planet in regards to its economy, its regards to the way that it has influenced the world. And so that, um, 
that nation that I believe the Father has banished the children of Israel to, and including myself, banished us there, has been um, can be a great opportunity for us to understand who our Father is through thankfulness, or it could be an opportunity of where we feel like we're entitled, where it then it comes to a form of pride, and that's what I want to talk about today, because um, coming from the world's most greatest nation that ever exists on the planet which is a culmination of Greece, Rome, Persia, Babylon, Egypt, um, all the major powers. You can, you can look at the United States of America, and regardless of you, whatever you want to say about it, it, it has captured the world in regards to the, its economy, its influence, and, and also in regards to, uh, to the culture. The, by the culture, I'm referring to like, contemporary culture, such as the way one speaks, one dresses, but things people may listen to, technology, music, art, all those things I'm referring to. And, and that cultural drive has really resonated in the world. And, and as you probably heard us say many times here at the network, at the COFA network, and again, this is a marketing term, so I'm not saying anything that um, I coined myself, but I remember being in many marketing classes, many different type of political science classes throughout my time and and learning, and you will hear the professors. You can see in your own in your own eyes that as goes California, as goes North America, America, as goes America, as goes the world. And I know I say that quite a bit, and I do believe that because whenever you want to launch something, whenever you want to per- project an idea, you launch it from a smaller sample size population, and then you you make sure that that sample population. It's a mixture of the entire population. So what's unique about California or California-like um, states or, or nations is that it, it, it encompasses a group of different ethnic groups, different languages, religions, sexual orientations, different ways of thinking, all these things, and it's so diverse. So then you can introduce something into that microcosm, into that sample population, and then get your reading, get your feedback from there. Then, then you make your fine adjustments, your fine tuning. Then you export your learnings to the greater population. So this is why I like that term when I first heard it in marketing class multiple decades ago when the professor said, as goes California, as goes North America or America, then as goes the world. And we see this happening out throughout history. Whenever you look through history, you can see um, all roads lead to Rome, which meant that Rome was the prevailing culture. That culture, that set the tone. Um, the, the Rome was like the the DJ of the of the of the dance floor. Um, um, Rome was the or Rome like or, or Egypt or Babylon or Sodom and Gomorrah or Persia or whatever nation. They were the ones like you can have a drink, and the ones who stirred the drink is the one who influenced it. So. The stirrer of a cocktail is the influencer of the tasting of the swig of the cocktail. So what I'm getting at is that as goes one part of the major portion of the culture, it affects all. And that's what we want to talk about today because we're at a time now, brothers and sisters, where you can see people's true nature. You can see their thoughts. And when you think about it, I was speaking with, um, with our sister Barbara the other day, and she would say, wow, you can really see people's spirits and, and and, and I was like, yeah, really what, what, what we're seeing are people's thoughts. You can see people's thoughts like brothers and sisters right now and listening audience. And again, this message only goes out for those that are children of Israel, those who claim that they're redeemed, 
and those who claim that they're born again, and not in this weird Western born again, but who sincerely have given their heart out of love to the Most High. So I remember as Barbara and I were speaking the other day, and um, we were discussing just the nature of people, and you can really you can you can always see people's thoughts. See, like right now, you're seeing my thoughts right now. You're hearing my thoughts. You don't see my hand gestures. You don't see the movement of my face, my body, but you can hear my thoughts. So what I'm conveying to you are my thoughts and my behavior, because my behavior backs up my thoughts. So when when you hear of a culture that is promoting something, for example, the cultures we live in right now, does it promote an entitlement type of behavior or entitlement thought? I'll explain what entitlement means for those that may not. I want just just as a baseline. When we when we when we think of the cultures we live in, or when we think of a culture, let's say in North America, or in the West, the West including, which means North America, which includes Canada and the in the U.S., kind of Mexico, but really the culture is really that Protestant culture, which is Canada and the, the U.S. Australia is also part of it, um, New Zealand, Western Europe, the, definitely Western Europe, the, the Protestant piece of it, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant I'm referring to, and also parts of like Japan, which is really Buddhist, but they still have that same Anglo-Saxon type of um, work, work ethic. So what I'm getting at is that there's a cultural value here, and that cultural value is based upon um, what's, what has value, what has norms. What does people, what's the prevailing thought? So what you're hearing are my thoughts. And when we think of the Western world, what are some of the prevailing thoughts which leads to people's behavior that comes out of this? And today's title does capture this. Do we live in a culture that's thankful? Or do we live in a culture that feels it's entitled so do we live in a culture that feels it's thankful, or do we live in, a, in, in an economy that believes a culture that is, is, is entitled? And again, people should be what who they are. This message isn't to the world. It has never been to the world. This is for those who claim and that they love the most high. Not religious people, not people, no, because we're, we're talking about people's thoughts, which translate to your behavior, which I'm referring to as integrity. So I want to break this down more. Entitlement, the term entitlement is the fact of having a right to something. So, so the belief that one is inherited and deserve of a privilege or special treatment. So um, let's say you're married, then you believe, you're, let's say you're married in a culture where it's just one man to one woman. Well, you cannot be a culture where it's, it's anything other than one-on-one. The culture we live in right now, it's one-on-one in regards to the, the legalities of it. We know that people have multiple sexual partners, but in regards to the legal union, it's just one-to-one. So that's the, that's the norm. That's the norm. So if, let's say, for example, you have a man and a, and a woman, husband and wife, there is some type of privilege or entitlement that's do that. And I'm not saying it's bad to have that. What I'm saying is that we need to look at that and look at our hearts because sometimes we can overstep what, what we think is our entitlement, which is not. We need to be thankful. And I'll, I'll break this down even more, but I wanted to shake this thing in us because many of us, including myself, believe we're thankful. 
So their mouths say we're thankful, but our behavior is an entitlement type of behavior. You see, many of you may say, man, Mike, you really teach well. I like how you teach, but I'm an encourager. The, the other day, a brother, Brother Z said, Mike, you're like a tuner. You send out something, and then we don't fully – I don't fully understand it at first, but when you keep saying it, I get it. And so you're fine-tuning me so that it, it, it comes in on my character. It comes in on my personality. So what I'm saying, brothers and sisters, is that we need to check ourselves. We need to check ourselves because if we don't check ourselves, we will go in this thought and that we're thankful. And the very first thing our Father says is be thankful. Be thankful. And many of us, including myself, we, we're entitled. See, if you're hurt, are you thankful that you're hurt? Let's be honest. Now, I'm speaking with the men. I'm not speaking with the women. I'm speaking with the men because I, I believe that as goes the man, as goes the woman. As, as goes the XY chromosome, as will follow the XX. Now, I know that's not the prevailing thought. That is not the prevailing value or, or, or agreeable thing within the greater culture. I'm going by what I believe what the word says. When I look at nature, I see that the sun leads and the moon follows. So if the moon pulls away into something different, that's not, that's not going to affect the sun. But if the sun stops, that will directly affect the moon. Now, that may be a weak analogy, but what I'm trying to get at is that those that are in leadership, those that are leading, have a higher fiduciary responsibility or higher responsibility to do what's right. So I'm sharing with this with the men. You may be thankful that whatever you are, but really what's in your heart may be entitlement. And you need to check that because if you look at Job as an example, and Barbara, that's, oh, thank you, Barbara, for texting me, Barbara. I'm just going to go as it goes, Barbara. If you need to go, sis, please go, but I'll, I'll come back if I can. I'm just flowing. I understand, sis. I could do the announcement if I have to. Barbara just texted me that she has to type things. So, sis, I want you to do the announcement, but um, just we'll just flow with it, okay? I'm just flowing, okay? So I, I understand. Thank you, sis. Um, so um, let me gather my thoughts. I just want to address that for Barbara so she's not hanging out there. Um, for me, this can be a very sensitive matter, brothers and sisters, and mainly not my brothers, because when Job was going through his challenges, you can look at the challenges he had in his life, and you didn't see any entitlement over him. And I'll break down what entitlement means. I know many of us may know what it means. I want to break it down because we're at a place right now where this has never happened before in all of civilization of the planet where we all have access to some form of capital. I'm referring to the Western world. We all have some form of capital or where we, have, we all have this level of education or we all have this, um, this understanding of electricity or connectivity, internet, Wi-Fi, or the ability of moving about the planet. See, that is something that's in us. And so when those things stop, when we can't maintain that, Watch what comes, watch the behavior. Watch the things that you think. Why isn't this person paying attention to me? Because I, this is happening to me now. They, they, come on. I mean, see, rather than saying, let me be thankful in every circumstance that I, I'm in. And so today's title is this, brothers and sisters. today's title. Um, open form or crying kofa, open form with your brothers. Are you entitled or thankful? It's being revealed now. 
via your thoughts and your behavior. I think this is huge because I've heard a billion people say, I'm so thankful, I'm so thankful, and it's not my role to determine if that's true or not. However, I've been taught, I've been asked to talk about this because the behavior of people is different from what they say. People can give all the hallelujahs and shouting and sweating and, and, and coughing, but that, that thankfulness isn't there. And if that's what they're called to do, they should do that. But I have been asked to speak about this subject in a culture of entitlement, in a culture of thankfulness. And we live in a culture of entitlement. So once again, and I'll, I'll break this down. Um, this is Crying Kofa, Open Forum with the Brothers. Are you entitled or thankful? It's being revealed now via your thoughts and your behavior. It's been, a, it's been like, it'll be three years. Um, May 4th was the third anniversary that my corporate company fired me, wrongly fired me from my position after they moved me around the world and had me um, leave my home. And now this is personal, but I'm just sharing it. And as I left my home, I was renting out a, a home and unfortunately, Fortunately, I was trying to sell my home several years ago. Now, I wasn't able to sell that home because the market was bad in, in 2012. How can you, uh, brothers and sisters, please hear this. And this may be personal for some people, but this is what I'm going to talk about. You see, I'm a, I'm, I, could, I could tend to be a straight-laced guy. I believe in just work hard, putting your money in your 401K, and then you know, when, when everything – see, this is an illusion, but I'm just saying how I thought before. I'm saying how I thought before. You save your money, you put it in a 401k, or you put it in some type of interest-bearing account, or you invest in the stock market, and then you'll get this return back. That's called entitlement. Now, I'm not saying to expect that is wrong. I'm saying there's, there's a level that's, 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 that's not right. And here's, here's, here's what, what I'm getting to. I purchased a home in 2004 for 300 309,000 U.S. dollars. This is in 2004. It was a three-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bath townhouse, all hardwood floors. I picked everything out myself. Everything was marble countertop, blah, blah, blah. Many of you bought homes before you. You understand this. What I'm getting at was that this is the second home that I purchased. And I thought, I thought that by buying a home, because I couldn't afford 200, I couldn't afford anything over 300,000. And that was, that was stretching me at the time. And so I bought the home sight unseen before they even built it. It was dirt. It was dirt there. And so I, I, as they was building the house, I bought it. And so I bought the home in midtown um, Atlanta called Atlantic Station. It's called Atlantic Station. It's whatever. But I haven't lived there in Atlanta for almost 10 years now. So it's been a while. But I'm just saying I bought it back in 2004 before this area of Atlanta was ever brought up. It's work, live, play community. But in 2004, the economy was still bumping. And I purchased this townhouse right next to Georgia Tech, which is a massive university in North America and the world. And I also bought it next to Coca-Cola, the global headquarters of Coca-Cola, also by TBN, Turner Broadcasting Systems. So I purchased a home right there in a vibrant business community, schools, infrastructure, everything bumping in regards to retail, shopping, everything was there, all within walking distance. And so for me, it was a win-win. I bought a home for 300000 
And then who knows, within a couple of years, it's half a million. See, that's the mindset that was going on at the time and still, still going on. And so when I bought the home in 2004, the home instantly shot up to 400000 But I don't care because I'm living in the home. I'm going to school and I'm still working. I decided to leave. I got selected to leave to come to Europe in 2008. At the Council of Mark Copeland, my, our, my biological brother, our brother, Yaya Bondele, I moved to Europe. I, I wasn't going to move because of some issues going on with my former employer. And when I moved, I was bounced around from several locations. I was bounced from the London office, which I couldn't find an apartment. I couldn't get a visa. Then I was bounced then to the Paris office. And then from the, I, well, I was in the Paris office for four years. Then I was bounced from there to another location where I am now, Strasbourg. So I'm saying this for a reason because those experiences and the choices that I made, it affects me today. The way that I think, my thoughts, how I interact with you, how I, inter- how I have personal relationships with each one of you, those, those who reach out to me and I reach out to you. So I'm truly thankful for that, even though I've lost my home in Atlantic Station. It was difficult. See, because in 2008, I rented my home out to a family friend. And she wasn't able to make all the mortgage. So I paid, I paid the other part of it. And I paid other stuff as well. So I had a place in Paris and a place in Atlantic Station, Atlanta. And, I had, and I'm moving all around the planet. And, so, and, at, the, and at the same time, I was um, trying to reduce all my debt. It just so happened that the euro was stronger than the dollar. So that exchange rate gain gave me some leverage. So I wasn't as tight like I was just making just U.S. dollars. So as 2008, 9, 10 leaves, she's still renting the house out. So I'm trying to sell it to her. But the market's horrible, and she doesn't really have the funds to, to, to pay 300000 for a home. That's crazy money for a townhouse, I mean. So when, three, when the 2011, 12 comes around, she's ready to move out, getting married. And they decide to do something completely different. So now I got to sell the house. And so I, I thought, well, I bought it for three hundred thousand. I'll sell it for at least three fifty, and I'll just pay off brothers and sisters. This, here's where, here's where I, here's where the entitlement thing hits you. See, because it's a game. It's a game. And many of you have, have the same experience. So I'm not saying that woe is Michael. That's not what I'm saying. But at the time, it. it it did something to me, and I'm thankful. I really am thankful for my sister and my parents. But Barbara's right there helping me do things. I couldn't get to Atlanta to do the things I had to do to move out of that house. But I had to walk away from that house. I had to walk away because as I went to the bank and I said, okay, I'm ready to sell my house, they said, well, the house is not worth 300000 anymore. It's only worth 150000 I'm like, what? How can a house in the middle of Atlanta, again, this is – this is the thought of entitlement. Now, you may say, well, it's normal thinking. It's not normal thinking, brothers and sisters. That's not normal. And this planet is normal, but it's not normal. It's not normal. That's called inflation. When you have your house values go up, that's inflation. That's, that's fiction. It's not, it's not, your, it's not your, property, your, property, your property rates rising. That's inflation. It means the value of the currency is losing its value. That's why it went down to 150 but they're saying, no, your house no longer worth 300000 It's only worth one fifty. I said, well, so what, what am I going to do? They said, well, 
I said, well, I try to refinance, but I make euros, and the euro is the strongest change rate. And that's when the bank said, well, we don't accept euros. I'm like, wait a minute. You don't accept euros? I live in Paris. I'm not living in Istanbul. Well, we don't, we don't take – it's the same employer. It's a global employer from North America. We don't take euros. And that's when I said something's not right here. You won't look at my income based on euros, but yet all the other people from the brown planet can buy homes with dollars and euros, but you can't take. So you can see how things are changing in the system. So I had to walk away from the house because I couldn't refinance. And there was a law that said for those that lose their home, those that cannot pay their mortgage, they can walk away, and the IRS will not tax you for that discharge. Now, this may be personal for some people, but, hey, look, i got to break it out there because a lot of people are going to lose stuff, okay? And who, you may say you're thankful. You let death come to someone's wife. Watch how thankful someone is. You let death come to someone's, someone's child. Let's see how thankful you are. You let you lose your home after you put in thousands and thousands of your life savings. Let's see how thankful you really are because it's not what you say. It is your, your thoughts which lead to your behavior. Well, I did some more investigating. I said, how, how am I going to get up from under this house? I'm not going back to the States. This is, this is in 2011, 12, but I'm thinking, I'm not moving, I'm not moving back to the States. I, I'm still here in, in France. I still got business to do here in Europe. So then I found, this, I found this strategy where they said that you can walk away from your home. Here's what you need to do. And you need to do this before this date right here. Because after this date, You'll be held accountable for any discharge amount that, that you from walk away from our house. So it's a, so a huge strategy. So I'm, I don't want to walk away from my house. That's, that's, that's embarrassing. But I couldn't sell the house. They wouldn't, they wouldn't look at my euros. Like I made really good money when I was working. It was great money, but they wouldn't accept that. So then I, so then I walked away from the home. And I was, I was very disappointed. I, I, I was so disappointed, and I was angry because I believed the system. I believed that if you bought something for 300000 it will go up. And when you look through history, go up in value, I'm saying. When you look through history, you'll see that the values that are going up is just inflation. It's not the true value of the home. It's not magic. But when you have that entitlement in your head that, hey, I'll buy this home for this amount, I'll wait two, three years, and I know I'll get this, this amount that I can flip and do this, even though I wasn't thinking that, I was still within that same cultural value. I was still thinking entitled. See, when you get entitled, you really can screw yourself over because that entitlement is a form of pride. Now, I'm, I really am thankful that I went through that. Because it really made me look at myself and how, and how I thought in 2004 and how I thought in 2012 at that time. Because I thought to myself, I'm like, wait a minute, my mind is different now. If I would have known what I know now with my life experience and just, just by seeing, by walking through something, I would never have bought that home in Atlantic Station. I would have stayed with the home I was with. Barbara and I were housemates. She was living in a basement studio, and I was and with, 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 with my nephew who was just born, and with Michael, and I was living upstairs, which was like a three-story home, four bedrooms. It was just a crazy home, but it was, it was a townhouse. What I should have done was just flip it and say, Barbara, you, you and Michael live, up, live above. 
in a four-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bath place, and I'll live in, in the studio, and that'll, that'll be it. But my mind wasn't right. So I had to go through that, brothers and sisters. Now, for some of you, that's, that's nothing. I've lost so much money in houses, and you, some of you may say, I lost more than that, Michael. It's not, it's not really a measurement who's, who's bigger or who's smaller. It's about your thoughts, and your thoughts lead to your behavior. And when you have thoughts of entitlement, that's a form of pride. See, brother and sister, I don't have any delusions. If you think, well, like, for example, I lost my job three years ago, and I was speaking with my coworker on the, on the phone the other day. We were having a weekly call, and I mentioned to him, it's about 30-year anniversary of me being fired. I was thinking he would give some level of sympathy or some level of understanding. I felt entitled to that, that he should, and he didn't because he has no comprehension. He doesn't. Because he said, well, he said back to me, well, hey, um, I, I said, it's really weird calling my, my former employers, my, my former colleagues and business partners, because I haven't spoken with many of them for almost three years, almost four sometimes, depending. I said, so it's odd for me calling them now as, it were, as I'm getting back into the game of, of commerce and business. And I thought he would say something back, See, but I thought he would do that. You see that those are my thoughts. And he said, well, it's been 29 years for me because he's 29 years old. It's been 29 years for me, and so it's new for me too. And he said it like that. I went, whoa. And the father said, Michael, why are you feeling entitled that he needs to understand what you went through? Because I got a little upset with him. So my thoughts were like, you should give me some sympathy. No, the father said, no, he doesn't give you any sympathy. You're here to make this company run. You don't want to start business now, but I want you to do this. So check yourself, brothers. When you think someone's going to give you something – and they don't give it, and you get an attitude, something's wrong with you. Because the word strictly states to be thankful in every situation. This is not religious talk. This is being real. These are your thoughts. This is who you are. See, let's just break this down right now. Let's just be honest. Like I always say, you're listening to an entity. This is just, this is just energy. You're hearing a being with energy, with consciousness. I like saying consciousness. You listen, to, you listen to an entity with consciousness that's been placed into a vessel. And over the course of this lifetime in this vessel, there's been choices that's been given based upon the initial talent that, that was given. So, for example, you're listening to an entity, as I mentioned. Me. My name is Michael Clanton in the English form. Born in 1961. But the, what I'm getting at is that I was born with certain talents. And those talents were attached to this energy, not character, talents. Talents of maybe perhaps speaking or writing or interacting with people or teaching or preaching or giving encouragement. Those are talents. Those are talents. So this entity that's speaking to you right now that you're listening to, with this American accent, you are hearing this entity and the talents that have been assigned to this entity, referring to me, has been of speech, speaking, of writing, of encouraging, of, in, of, of looking for the truth and, and provoking, almost irritating for the truth. See, that is at my core who I am. Now, with that entity, and I talked about those traits, then there comes character. 
And that character could be long-suffering or not long-suffering. It could be love or hate. So the entity that's speaking with you might, might – I'm getting my thoughts together here, brothers and sisters. The core of who I am is an encourager for, the, for, for my brothers. It's to point the way. It's to speak in simple terms. It's to write in simple terms to communicate any way possible, to interact with any cultural group, regardless of their, regardless of anything, I can move with anything. I have a hard time with religious people, but I can't take religion because it's, it's hypocrisy. Just be a whore, be a liar, but don't act like you're not. See, that's, that's at my core. So now I have a decision. So do I just act out on my emotions and then be quick-tempered, because that's a character trait, or have wrath against religious people, or, or, or murmur and complain against religious people? You, you see what I'm saying? Or, or do I think I'm entitled that they shouldn't say certain things towards me? So that's so brother says what I'm getting at is that entitlement is a character trait that's attached to who you are and those talents you have. We all have talent. Your talent is your talent. Your talent is not a characteristic. Your talent is who you are, what, 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 what you've been given. But how you choose to walk out your talent, that becomes your thoughts, which is your choice. So I'm saying that many of you, including myself, you are entitled. My brothers, you feel entitled. This culture is a culture of entitlement. And when you are no longer able to feed the beast, you're no longer able to, to, to quench that thirst, Watch the thoughts and behavior in that order. Again, you're watching my behavior. You may be hearing my voice, but I'm guaranteeing, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm being honest with you. I've been doing this for the last several years and the last three years. If I wasn't right, if my behavior and my thoughts weren't right, and my, which, which is my behavior, many of you who can't wait to say something evil or, or can't wait to catch me in a lie would totally blow up my phone. Or call me out. Because that's the nature of people. So. There's an article here that I'm reading. And it's from. um, And. There's multiple articles. I typed in my sense. I, I typed in my search engine. American sense of entitlement. Which is really the western world. But I said America. And you can type in Western world, it pops up the same thing. But the American sense of entitlement, which represents the Western world. And I'm reading one article, and it states it's, um, it's, it's from National Affairs. It says American exceptionalism and the entitlement state. Now, let's talk about, again, once again, it's called um, American, American exceptionalism and the entitlement state. I'm not speaking to the sisters. I'm not. Because I, I, I don't think, I, I don't think, I, my thinking is very emotional, but sometimes it's more, it's more, it's just different. I'm not entitled to anything. But I don't think I'm entitled for anything. I'm entitled for death. I really believe that. I am truly thankful that I lost my home in 2012 because it taught me a great 
steal of what's inside of me. I'm thankful that I'm easy to give things away. When I'm even when I don't even have enough money to 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 do what I need to do, I'm still thankful. This is why I understand when I read the writings of the prophets and the men who love the Most High. Even when David was running from his life from the first king of Israel, again, when the second king of Israel, David, was running for his life against the first king of Israel, look at the difference between the kings. Look at their thoughts. Look at their behavior. Saul had the behavior, excuse me, Saul had the thought and behavior of entitlement. This belongs to me. This kingship belongs to me. Even after he knew he did wrong. So look at, look at the first king of Israel's behavior. Look at Saul's behavior. Look at David's. Saul's was that of entitlement, which is a form of pride. And David's was a sense of thankfulness. He didn't, he didn't say thankfulness with his voice, with his lips. He did it in his actions. It's not normal, brothers and sisters, when someone's trying to kill you, and then, and then you have the opportunity of killing him back, and you crawl up in the camp. And you, and you cut a, a garment or a pocketbook or something from his, from his waist, and then you, you call him out from afar and say, hey, hey, look what I got. I could have killed you, but I didn't. Most of you, brothers, if someone tries to kill you, you're going to kill them back. Now, you may say, that's, that's my right to defend myself. Read the story of how David and Saul did that. Look at, and I'm not saying David's perfect. Look at Saul's behavior of entitlement and look at David's behavior of thankfulness. Look at it. Why was David called a man after the father's own heart? The father wants us to be thankful. Regardless if we lose our wife, we lose our jobs, our children die around us. I'm not referring to the women. That's a whole other search because Lot's wife said, curse Yahweh and die. So there's other things going on there. The women have to watch us. Referring to the men, those who claim you love the most high. I'm talking to myself as well. So the article I was talking about was called Exceptionalism. It's called The American Exceptionalism and the Entitlement State. Exceptionalism is the perception that a, that a specific country or society or institution or movement or individual or time period is exceptional, which means extraordinary. See, that right there means that because I am this, I have this right. See, I represent the word. I represent the Father's image. And that means that I... My desire is to do as I'm told. That's it. And I'm thankful that I can do as I'm told. Now, I, 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 I do get irritated when I hear people say I'm thankful, and then I look at their behavior like your behavior ain't matching up to what you're saying because your behavior is your thoughts. You can say you're thankful all the time, but you, see, that's why that's, there's a character issue there. No one talks about character. When you talk about the Father's Word, the whole scripture is based on character. It's who you really are. We, are. we all are born with talent that's assigned to our spirit, to our energy. But then how we walk out these talents, the choices we make, our thoughts, that's our character. So you may say you're thankful, but many of you like me, we got that entitlement thing in us. The article reads as follows. This is National Affairs, American Exceptionalism, and the Entitlement State. Dated uh, September 2000, spring 2018. That's what it says. No, no, winter 2015. And I'll just read a, l- a little bit of this. If social policies were medicine and countries were the patients, the United States today would be the post-surgical charge under observation after an ambiguous and previously untested transplant operation. 
Surgeons have grafted a foreign organ, the European welfare state, into the American body. The transplant organ has thrived. In fact, it has grown immensely. The condition of the patient, however, is another question altogether. The patient's vital signs have not responded entirely positive to this social surgery. In fact, by some important metrics, the patient's post-operative behavior appears to be impaired. And like many other transplant patients, this one seems to have affected a disturbing change in mood, even personality, as a consequence of the operation. See, so they're saying that when you have your thoughts or your behavior is entitled, that changes your very core of who you are. You get nasty. You murmur and complain. Why did the children of Israel always bitch and moan? Why were they always murmuring and complaining? Why? Because they felt entitled. They weren't thankful. They felt entitled. The father, these people, they, they, they moan and groan all the time. Their lips are close close to me. I'm so thankful. Thank you, hallelujah. Thank you, hallelujah, hallelujah. All that crazy sound. But yet when you look at their thoughts, which is their behavior, you see their behavior, you're like, that doesn't match up to what you're saying. That's why the Father banished us between that's – why, that's why you don't find us in between the, Efer, the, the Euphrates River and the Nile River. He banished us. That's the land of Israel. He wants his people to be thankful. His people are his men. Once again, the seed of Israel is who the Father's people is. So you, you, may, you may want to dismiss me and say, well, that's you, Michael. Okay, that's fine. All the prophets – People thought that about the prophets. Look, brother, I don't care what you do or who you do. I don't care. Michael don't care. But what's in me, the, 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 the trait, or shall I say, the talent the Father has given me to speak, it's all about pointing to it, making sure his word is, is discussed and executed. I am here to discuss the word, to challenge you, and execute it. So this is why you hear tons of teaching, because many of you are dumb as doornails. I'm going to say it again. Many of y'all are dumbasses. You don't understand. I'm referring to the men. Get your ass in order. Why are you still pantsy-antsy around, men? Why? Because as soon as the economy drops out, your, your beans, your bombs, whatever crap you got around your house, it's not going to help you. Look at cross-reference. Look what happened in, in Egypt. Look. They saved that for seven years. All those people, that they, stuff still happened. Their character wasn't right. So the way you think is who you are. The way you think is who you are. So I'm encouraging some of you, men, get your asses in order. And I hope I'm offending you by saying ass. Because you are entitled. You say you're thankful, but you're not. And this is a calling card. Because what's going to come after this teaching will be preaching. Because how can you preach to people? They're dumbasses. And I'm saying this to offend you because you should know the difference. You should know who you are. This message has been going on since Yahya Bondelay, and he was way more he, – he really – he was very just walking with people, and the men took advantage of it. I ain't talking about the women because that's a whole other situation. I keep saying that, but it's true. I don't understand. If the word says is do it, why is there, why is there second guesswork? I just read to you the American exceptionalism and the entitlement state. Go to and look at it. They're telling you the American experience. When they adopted the European social state, the, 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 as they call it, the entitlement state, the, all these social programs into the American model, 
They said that, and after the surgery took place, people are worse off. They're worse off. They're worse off. When the Father brought manna down from heaven, children of Israel, every day just just go get manna. No, I'm going to get a lot of manna for two days. No, just get it for one day. See, when you're entitled, you think to hide yourself. Look, look, I know who Michael Clanton is. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not delusional. So this Western society we're in, which is really just Babylon, brothers and sisters, it's Babylon. It's, a, it's an entity. It's a culture. The Western culture tends to be characterized by independence, whereas individuals in the Eastern countries tend to think of themselves as in, interdependent. So as a result, power is conceptual around influences and entitlement in the West, and Westerners behave, Westerners behave differently than Easterners. Now, I typed my search engine, Western culture of entitlement. You can see that it's completely different than the entitlement culture. Now, if you want to be entitled, be entitled. This is, not, this is just to those who claim they love the most high. This is to the men. So you claim you're so thankful, you let you lose your job, see how thankful you are. Lose your wife. Lose your, lose your child. Let's see how thankful you are. How dare you say that? No, look. Look at Job. Look at Paul. He wasn't even married. He was just doing what he was told, and he was shipwrecked multiple times, got bit by snakes, stones, and all that. He was thankful. He didn't feel entitled. Well, I'm technically, I'm the 12th disciple because those other brothers, they rolled the dice. Which that's niggerish. Anyway, rolling the die, they rolling the dice for the twelfth disciple. What's that? What's that about? Anyway, another subject. But then, you, then when 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 Paul came around, he was a twelfth disciple. So there was no entitlement in his mind. He did as he was instructed, and you can see his writings. You can see what what the Father gave him. I'm encouraging you, brothers. You may, say you, you may say you're thankful, but we'll see. Again, today's broadcast is entitled. Are you, are you entitled or are you thankful? It's being revealed now via your thoughts and your behavior because your behavior is your thoughts, which is your character. The Father gave all of us our talents. We all got talents. You guys hear my talent. But, then it's my, it's, but how I walk out these talents is my character. That's why you either clothe yourself on with the Father's character. And the Father's character is love, peace, and joy. The Father's character is putting on the breastplate of, stand, of doing it right. When, when it's in your power to do it right, do it right. Girding your loins, putting on, covering your thoughts, putting on a helmet of salvation. The sword, the shield, those are his characteristics. The world's characteristic is, oh, I'm a bitch and moan. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to text you. Where were you? Why didn't you do this? That's your thoughts because you're entitled. And that entitlement is what Satan felt. Eve felt that as well. I'm entitled. Look, I don't want to do this. Look, my sister, I've been on right now. I'm not trying to run no, no, I don't want to run a business. I don't want to teach any classes. I really just want to chill. I don't want stress. I don't like people blowing up my phone with crazy, stupid stuff. It's different if you want to confess your faults one to another so you may be healed. That's completely different. But we're just going to moan and groan and bitch and complain. Don't call me. And y'all know that. Don't call me. But if you're going to call and confess your false one to another so you may be healed, blow, blow my brother's phone. Because that is a spirit of thankfulness. That is something in you. You're thankful. I'm thankful I can call you. We can talk. I'm thankful I can walk this out. But when you moan and you groan and you bitch and murmur, 
That's Israel, and that's entitlement, that's pride. So I'm encouraging those of you, get it together. Get it together. Get it together. Because, again, we will see who's really thankful. We will see. We will see. So how do you make your mind be thankful? The scripture says it. Keep your thoughts on him. Hide his word in your heart. Think of those things that are peace. Think of those things that are true and honest and lovely. That's how you keep your mind on him. That's how you truly are thankful. So I don't want to hear you say, I'm thankful. Let's see your thoughts, which is your behavior. Let's see how you walk out your life. And when things come that are not too pleasant to the flesh, let's see how thankful you truly are then. Because that's what's going on, brothers and sisters. This is message. This is a hard message. But some of you brothers, you guys got to get together. You got to get together. We got to get together. I got to have to get together. The message to the men. All the ones, uh-uh. Too much emotion. Okay. Um, this, has been a, this, this has been a long week for me because I've been kind of um, a, a, a hermit whole week, practically. I haven't talked to only women, one or two people, did a few texts, but it's been a it's been a quiet week for me, but it's been a very um, exhausting week. So, um, uh, Barbara, Barbara, I know you got to leave. I don't know if this is a good time or not, Barbara. So um, I can do the announcement, Barbara. But um, sis, hey, um, welcome, open forum. I can do the announcement. I know you say you have to go, but um, you want to do the announcements or? Yeah, I'm here. Thought. Okay. Uh, shalom, I shalom. Barbara, I can do the announcement. I can't, but Barbara, Can tell you me, me your thoughts. Oh. Tell me your thoughts. I, I'll do the announcements, Barbara, because you got to go. Tell me your thoughts before you leave, just on the entitlement or the, the thought or, or the thankfulness. Again, I was speaking to the men according to what the word I, said. Yeah, no, I was taking that in. And so, unfortunately, when in the flesh, I think we automatically, when we're not. Unfortunately, on the flesh, it seems like we do have that entitlement, unfortunately. It's, a, it's, it's almost, I hate to say natural, but that's why I, they, it's, they said how it's the renewing of the mind. When your mind is renewed and your mind is on the Father, that entitlement you, does not, is not there. So it, it, it's very easy for, like when you were saying about you're talking about three years since you're, um, since you're no longer with the company. And, I mean, I would think, too, they'd be like, oh, if I said, oh, Barbara, you know, that's a shame. He's like, well, it's been 29 years for me or however many years, he said. And so I would think, well, man, but you know what? It's okay. So I try to, because that happens to me. I'm not going to lie. That happens to me in, in, in some areas of my life where I'm like, well, man, you, you don't feel bad for me? So I kind of, it was kind of like an entitlement, I guess, because of things that I've gone through. like wrong. It's wrong to think. I know, way. no, no. So right. what I, so what I, but what I've more so recently within my, within myself have um I had that whoa you know like a little victim thing going on because I was a single mom and this this and that all this stuff going on and I realized uh-huh. I have to father I thank no father I thank you that you have you have ram in the bushes you've had people I have I have what I need my son has what we need I, I, so I have had that entitlement through through the years and I can truly say. I remember, I think my, um, my son was about five years old, and I can remember th- looking at him like, Father, I thank you. Because I was like, whoa, you know, just feeling bad. And I'm like, you truly, you truly provide. Oh, my goodness. He, I mean, it is, it is, and not only was it physically preparing, I mean, um, 
providing, but it was emotional providing, spiritually providing. I and I'm and I'm so so I can truly say now I am so thankful. I'm a single mother. I'm thankful that you know I that I I was able to see the father showed me I, I will I will provide. I'm here. You lean and depend on me. And so when my grandma used to always say, well, she said, Lord, and you know, but she'd say, you got to lean and depend on the Lord. And I understand that. And it, I, like, you know, you know, your little moms and grandmoms say things you don't understand. But now I understand when you, you lean and depend on him, he'll provide. So that, that entitlement is not there. And you're truly thankful because you are leaning on him and you are depending on him. And Barbara, thankfulness is a character trait. It's your character. And entitlement it, is a it, character as well. It's a character. It's it what really you, is. how you think. That's your behavior. So so to me, so just by saying you're thankful, that means BS to me. I don't, I, it irritates me. Now, Barbara, I'm just speaking from my perspective. I you can't take it. You've known people. I don't see no, 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 behavior. No. No, the reason – so, see, the reason why it irks you, and I can understand, is because you've seen so many people say it, and you know they're, they're not telling the truth. Because they're behaving for me, because you know that's not their correct. thoughts. You can see. Correct, because what they're saying is not so. But there are some people that say they're thankful, and they really are thankful, and wow. that's what they say. I'm, wow. using, I'm saying – I'm speaking about me, myself. Because I have never been for majority no okay not majority of my life but at least half my life <laughs> I felt whatever Michael half my life I felt entitled but no, I can really say uh-uh. oh whatever oh oh let's not oh whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can truly say I can look back I can look back and even right now in my present situation I could truly say I am truly thankful. I am truly thankful. I am so mm-hmm. thankful. I, I just, I'm thankful. And this sounds so cr- stupid, right? But I was, Michael was just cutting this, the grass here in the neighborhood, and it's just like Jurassic Park out here. It's horrible. And <laughs> there's one area that was all the sun, and I looked at this, I looked over there, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's beautiful. I'm so thankful. It's so beautiful. Because I, it wasn't the actual grit grass, the jacked-up grass I was seeing, but it was just, it's beautiful outside. I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that I can be outside. I'm thankful that I can, I'm just thankful because I took so many things for granted over the years or thought I was owed this. So now well, Barbara, I look back and I'm like, mm. How does it look in your behavior? I know you say, okay, say you're like, okay, here's the no, 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 girl. Thank you. Say, ah. I'm not how does thankful about look in your actions? How does it look in, I know, but I'm just saying, Barbara. How does it look I'm in, not complaining. I'm not, for me, the way it looks in my life, is that I'm not sitting here spitting out constant constant negativity about everything going on around me. You when when people say, Oh, I'm thankful, but then you're still like oh, backbiting and you're I I do I no longer do that. I remember every time I would speak it all this it was always something negative coming out of my mouth. Now I'll talk junk about something quick now. But what I'm saying is that Translation the of me Translation talk junk Oh, talk junk means translation of talk junk was if something's not right, I'll call spade a spade. If something's not right, I will call you on. I will say something. Okay. But the essence of who I am is I look back and I'm at peace. So for me, thankfulness is peace. For me. Okay. Okay. Barbara, and thankfulness, and and normally people who are, and normally when pain comes on people or heartache, that's when you see what's in people come out. So when there's pain okay. or heartache, yeah, that's true. 
Then, then you see this other thing come out where they're just moaning and groaning and bitching and moaning when it's too hot or when it's whatever. Whenever oh. something is – the creature comforts are you – know, creature comforts, think creature comforts, the amenities of life. When, when you're used to having a certain way, having air condition or – Barbara, like, for example, Barbara. Oh, that's me. I'm sorry. I'll start complaining. Well, well, Barbara, I'm just saying trash. that's why I'm saying we need – well, I'm speaking to the men. Men, the air condition is going to go away really quick because you can't – you won't be able to afford it. So you got to get that mind together. You got to get the mind together and and be thankful even when you're sweating. Barbara, remember I was paying that, that mortgage, my my rent in Paris. I couldn't sleep so hot. I was calling you. Remember? Mhm. I remember. Okay. So, so, brother and sister, I, I, I Barbara, I'll, 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 I'll let you go. You, you can close up. But what I want to say, brother and sisters, is, 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 and particularly my brothers, thankfulness. Is an action. It's not something you say. Thankfulness is your thoughts, which is your behavior. It has nothing to do with the just words only. Thank me, and you don't mean it. Ugh. Barbara, any closing comments you want to say? I'll do the announcements later, so you can go. I I can do the announcements. I had to, I had to, I have to leave you at two okay. fifteen. Thank, thank you. No, but see, what Michael was saying, the thing is, you're taking away from what you really do mean. Because I'm very polite, and I promise you, when I say thank you, I mean it. Because I will look at, I will look at someone and just keep going. So or, not a I, I mean, No, oh no. When I say, oh hey, how, how's it going? What, what are you up to? I mean it. And again, I don't, I don't, I really don't care. Again, I don't, I don't how, care. I mean, how does that behavior look, though, Barbara? When you say thank you, how does that look? When you say when someone gives something to you and say thank you, what does that look I'm like? You. It, it looks like I'm very th- I'm I'm happy. I'm your pleasant. behavior. I'm, I'm, your thoughts. When you look at me, if a person you said behavior. So when you look at me, you're gonna see. Oh, she she really likes it. I'm thankful. She's really happy. She's really oh, thank you. You see it. Now I'm talking about you saying someone's actually doing something, and I'm saying thank you. That's what I'm talking about right now. You're talking about people because you've seen so many people fake around you, but everyone is not fake. A lot, majority are. Yeah, majority are. But oh, the everyone word, around you. The word tells us to practice righteousness. That's all. The, that's all I'm saying. That's the word. And most correct. people, it says, it says the world is in the hands of the evil one. The whole world, correct? Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. That means it surely is. People, that means people, people aren't thankful. Exactly. The whole world. No, it says the whole world. The whole world lies in the hand of the evil one, which means the whole world has a spirit of entitlement. That's what that means. So it's not majority. And the only, way you don't, the only way you don't have that spirit of entitlement is truly seeking him, chasing him. And that's him. the remnant. And that's the you remnant. That's the remnant. Correct. So the majority of the people, Barbara, I will make clear to everyone, brothers and sisters, Thankfulness is not just a word. It's your behavior when you're thankful. When you're thankful. Not that you, you I bake some cookies for you. Thank you. No, it's, it's your life. Oh, it's your thoughts. It's consistent. Because when you, you when, well, Barbara, so I'm saying, Barbara, you let the AC, you let the AC go in some people's house for a, a, a few days and, and see what come out of people. Watch. And you'll be able to see and, and, and you'll be able to see that behavior. You'll see that behavior. You let someone go without food, you'll see that behavior. It just won't be this word, them cussing and carrying on. It's something that comes behind that cussing and carrying on. Their actions, how they're stealing and hating and, and want to fight. That shows entitlement. Want to fight. 
demanding, marching. So that's the opposite. Thankfulness is patient, is peace, as Barbara said. You see peace in people's life when they're thankful. That's what thankfulness looks like. You see peace in their life. Mm, that peace ain't no joke. That's that is the that's the result of thankfulness. Thank you. Here's mm-hmm. a cookie. Thank you. Have a nice day. Oh God. You're ruining. No, Barbara, it's true. The whole world lies in the hand of the evil one. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. So everyone's entitled. I just read an article, and it's multiple. Go online, multiple articles. People are entitled. I'm entitled to get my hair did. I'm entitled to have a brand new car. I'm entitled. I'm entitled. Everyone says that. Let people go one day without having something done, or two two weeks. Watch what comes out of them. That's why I'm saying, brothers, check yourself. Check yourself. Well, we sisters definitely got to check ourselves. We go, woo. Look, y'all jacked up because the men jacked up. Y'all just found what the men did. So father told me pouring to the men. So I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. you all jacked up. No more. Only the majority of people jacked up. See, I had a couple of Do you know what I'm Mm, Home world idea, evil one. I'm on mute. Oh, your turn. Shalom, everyone. Excluding Michael. No, I'm playing. Shalom, everyone. Real quick, I'm going to give an announcement. Probably what's going on with Kofa and Yaya Bandele LLC. Kofa broadcast comes on one day a week, which is taking place right now. It's every Sunday, the open forum with the brothers. It takes place at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And then we have a Yaya Bandele LLC training, which is called The Other Side of Chastisement. This training, um, it's, a web, it's via WebEx, so you see the visuals and you listen on the computer. This is, uh, takes place four times a month, um, and registration is required for that. If you have a question or anything regarding uh, Yaya Bandele LLC training or COFA, you can always email me at COFA, C-O-F-A-H, administration at COFA.com. Once again, my email address is COFA. Administration at Kofa.com. Now this broadcast is um, goes out goes out throughout the world, and of course we're on different time zones. And for those of you that are listed, majority people, majority <laughs> for you, Michael, majority people listen to this broadcast via recording. And for those who listen to this to this as a recording, and if you have a question or comment for the brothers, you can email them at Kofa at Kofa.com. Once again, the email address is kofa at kofa.com. Michael mans that um, email address, that email, but he sends it out to the brothers and share, you know, always shares it with the brothers if there's a question. Also, now, for those of you that are listening to this live, if you have a question or comment at some point during the broadcast, Michael will let you all know that the, um, that the lines are open, and, and when he says it, press it real quick because it's open, only open for a short period of time. Um, that's all I have. It's on to you, bro. Click, click, bro. clack, clack, clack. L- lines are closed. No, far away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. Hey, sis, well, one last thing. One last thing. When when you think about who you are, Barbara, not your boobs or vagina, not your butt, not your hair, but you, just you, what are your talents? You know what I mean, talents, right? Like my talents could be nurturing or or blah, 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 or, or whatever. What, what are some of your talents? Name two. Not your character, just your talents that you believe you have. 
You hung up on me, so I, I can't. I know you can't hear me because you hung up on me. I did. <laughs> oh, you got me good, Barbara. <laughs> Barbara, you got me good. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. My talent. Yeah. Um, Just your talent, not your character. I'm, hope I made, hope, I'm hope comforting. That sense. Comforting. I'm comforting, nurturing. Um. I'm I'm com- I'm comforting and nurturing. Okay. You will know. Um. Yeah. Yep. I can talk yep. to anyone. I'm comforting. Yeah. When you and I became housemates, you were 23. Oh, when yeah. you you were 23, one of the first things you said, the first job, you said that you wanted to be a big sister and and you wanted just to reach out to the the, the young women at that time. I remember Girl, that. That was natural. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. That was natural. That came out of you. You were 23. You moved in. You were 23, right? That's when you moved. We were housemates, right? That was 24. 24. Mm-hmm. 24. 24. Okay, 24. Okay. So, so that, that's natural. So that's not your character. So, but now and how you choose to use that, that nurturing thing the Father gave you, which is your talent, that becomes your thoughts, which change, Jennifer, your, your, your behavior. So you can use that nurturing to do um, imperfection or perfection. You know, or you know, works of the flesh or works of the the fruit of the spirit. I'm jacking it up, but you know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. The character is those things, but your but who you really are is that. And so, within your talent, that's where you need to be thankful for who the Father's made you at your core, not your earth suit. And when you can do that, when you can just focus on your essence, your spirit, your energy, who you really are at your essence. I really believe that the Father stripped you because he stripped Israel so we can see who we really are. So, Barbara, that's why I'm, I'm sharing that with you. So that made sense, right, when I talked about the talent, the character, and how we choose the different characters? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. You said thinking, yes. the character and thankfulness of the character. So depending on how people mm-hmm. want it. Mm, okay. That's true. Wow. Mm. Yeah, entitlement is a yeah. Mm. Okay, shalom, bro. Got me thinking. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Have a nice day, <laughs> Barbara. I can be. Be blessed. I can, wait, Barbara. Have a blessed day. Oh, I can't take that one either. Okay, I gotta go. Bye. You enjoyed it. Bye. Shandala. Shalom, bro. Brothers and sisters, this is a tough subject, and I know I'm being kind of goofy and funny, but it, it, it's, I believe I'm delivering, I trust it's coming in. Um, DL, welcome to uh, Overform with the Brothers. Um, are you entitled or thankful? It's being revealed now via thoughts and behavior. Thank you for calling in. I'm so thankful. Hi, DL. <laughs> Shalom, brother. I'm I'm so blessed, and we just have everything that we want, and that just means that the the, the Lord is shining on us. And so blessed. But yeah, let those say all of that lose something. Uh, let them get shaken up, lose a job, somebody gets harmed around them. And you see, that's when, um, you know, they would describe that back in the church as putting your big toe back in the world. And I mean, those holy um, and just set aside people, 
man, they just, they lose their mind and, you know, they go off. And, you know, no one has any explanation to it. Nobody even addresses it. It's just, you know, they put their big toe back in the world. Bro, I, I love how you broke out um, how the society uh, that we live in is an entitlement society. Now, what the world tries to do is they try to reduce that to folks that are on welfare or people that are on, on some sort of aid. But I love the example of how you went about, um, you know, what Dave Ramsey and all of these financial advisors um, say is a prudent course of action. You know, you invested in real estate. It's a solid purpose. You look at the so-called black community uh, fighting for uh, this right to go into this debt and own some real estate, man. And, I mean, bruh, I was right there. I mean, when, when we charged off uh, the mortgages that got charged off against us before um, the change came in, bruh, that was over a million bucks. And, I mean, I sit there, I remember my mind. When I looked at the credit report, and this is just how sick um, we get in this society. Oh, man, I charged off. Uh, they, I had over $1.2 million in, in debt and almost felt proud over that. Bro. That's how messed up we get in this entitlement society. So, man, you know, I, I hope people are listening. I, I really do um, because this thing that caused this last um, you know, financial upheaval where people had to walk away from these houses. If you didn't learn the lesson, subtly put it in charge off this debt. And that is huge. People, I mean, if, if I couldn't charge that debt off, the federal government would be chasing me right now for $1.2 million that I have no way of paying. And we're, you know, we're basing this um, you know, this comfort level on the fact that, you know, we don't understand that the world is such that you go into an internment camp, you go into a work camp when you have that much debt on you and you can't pay it. You have to, and that's where we're going again. So, bro, I mean, this is huge. When Second Timothy says, know this also, that in the last days perilous times shall come, and the reason why is because men shall become lovers of their own selves, lovers of their own thoughts, lovers of their own opinions. I mean, bro, it, it's like brain damage. It is literally uh, um, that deep on people that if the self-love component is taken away, uh, pe people know how to. People don't know how to. Um, to um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they don't know how to cycle through things without that component of them being satisfied. This thing with Starbucks, there are people that are upset that Starbucks is going to be closed for a whole day. <laughs> they can't go anywhere else. They can't brew their own coffee. It's, it's a tragedy. I mean, it's literally people are that um, upset about that your um, comfort, as you said, being gone, that they're literally, you know, they're pissed off. How could you, how could you close the coffee shop and I can't get my caramel frapper macchiato with the steamed milk and blah, blah. 
that's how that's how messed up we are. And see, um, the scriptures talks about how um, that reprobate mind would become, uh, you know, so thick, and people wouldn't even know that they're under the influence of, you know, a curse. That's what self love comes back to. I mean, you're literally cursed because you you have no empathy. I mean, you you know, you see things um, that should. Um, elicit some sort of emotion in you and you can't even cry. You can't even shed a tear. And, you know, that was one of the things that I noticed about myself when we went through this change, when, when, you know, um, you know, the father began to pull me out of that is that I couldn't cry, man. I mean, you know, it was bad. You know, you see things about what the, what mystery Babylon is doing across the world, children dying, all this stuff, just so you can live the way that you want to live. And I, you know, I knew it was wrong and could not feel enough um, for those people to to shed a tear. Bruh, and see, a lot of people that are out there probably have that condition and don't think it's a condition. But bruh, that's, you know, that's when you're spiraling off into this entitlement society. I'm exceptional. People should die so that I can have oil and gas and all this sort of stuff. And man, um, it is wicked. I mean, it is literally a wickedness that sits on Mystery Babylon. So, bro, um, you know, I'm loving the subject matter. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing from my brother, Dawid. I'm on mute unless you have another question, bro. Yes, DL, before you go go away, just your thoughts on just very, like, you're, you're just the spirit if I was giving you, then the talents, that that entity that's speaking right now, you know, you, your consciousness, and your talent. And then from there, with your talent, then you clothe yourself with character, which could be entitlement or thoughtfulness or the fruits of the spirit, fruits of the spirit or fruits of the flesh. Talk about just who you are, DL. Not your character, but just you. Who you are at your core? What are the, what are the the talents? Because we're all given talents. The Father wants to return those talents, and it's up to us then to choose the right character to execute those talents He's given us. So over to you, Dio. Okay. Well, I mean, strictly from um, a talent standpoint, um, is one of the irritating things about me is that you know I have to have things in order. Um, I think that that goes along with. Um, you know, where I find myself um, in in the work world is, you know, a programmer. Everything has to be in order before you execute anything. And that's, you know, that control thing. Um, you know, it, it can be a hindrance when you, you know, when you don't use it the right way. But our father, you know, he, he desires order. So that's the first thing. And then just the, um, you know, the ability just to sit down. Um, in the quiet and just, uh, you know, write things out, write out, you know, thoughts or write out um, stories, write out instructions or things like that. Uh, so he's always put that in me. Um, this thing of being able to build things, uh, whether it's, you know, in computer code or, you know, whether it's in, um, you know, physical things like an aquarium and all that sort of thing. So, I mean, that's just a few of them, but, you know, the father, he put all that stuff in there for a purpose. And, um, you know, the books that have been written, 
um, you know, all of those things are a testament of what he's put there. And um, character, you know, the only thing that that I can say about um, my character is that um, he's put it in me to submit. He's put it in me to, to chase after him and want him. And, you know, I can't take credit for that. I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I know me, you know, I know what, um, my sweet tooths are. And if it were not for, um, his intervention, I know that I would be out there chasing after those things. So, um, the character that he put in me was to submit and to seek his will out, um, but as far as the uh, cleansing and taking away that desire to be outside of his will, that, that all came from him. So, um, you know, because of that and because I know what the end of that is, I, I'm very humble. Um, so when I walk through things, you know, oh, there are things that happen that really get on my nerves uh, and that, um, you know, nature that was in there before. Uh, wants to go back at people and wants to, you know, wants to press my rights. I have a right, um, you know, not to be, uh, you know, attacked or um, stolen from or, you know, uh, done wrong in a court. Uh, that's supposed to be my right. And, you know, it's inside of me to go and fight for my rights. That's what we've um, that's how we've been raised here is, you know, we've you know, we're strugglers and you know, we're not under any sort of curse. Um, you know, we just have to get our stuff together and start buying black and uh, finding our own neighborhoods and, uh, you know, doing this, that, and the other. But, um, yeah, I mean, that that was my original nature. So the father's taken that away. And, um, yeah, you know, I mean, that's really all I can say about, uh, you know, talents and characters. He's given me a lot of what, the world would consider valuable talents, you know, programming and um, being able to um, organize and start a business and all of that sort of stuff. But without his, um, the wind that he would give us behind that, um, it's just, you know, it's just something that's like a tool in a box. So, bro, I hope I got that. Uh, I'm going ahead and go on mute. Okay. And, and bro, feel free, as Father Lee, if you want to share what happened you know, just the BB gun thing if you want to. But I'm just saying later on, if, because, again, um, some people feel entitled to defend themselves. And I'm not saying you should not defend yourself, but I think that will help. I think that will be a powerful story, I think, bro. But after Father, Father leads. Okay, bro. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. Brothers and sisters, I hope you guys are listening to this because we all have talent. Dawid, I'm coming to me any second, Dawid. Here we come. But brothers and sisters, we all have different talents, and the talent can be – Defined as something that's a special ability that allows someone to do something well, okay? And then in the scriptures, it breaks down how the, like Matthew, the 25th chapter, it talks about how the, how the man with the talents. And these are, these are tangible things. You're listening to a talent right now. Father's given the brothers and I talents. Listen to Barbara. We all have certain talents. And then the way we walk out our talents is our character. So I am thankful for this talent of being an orator and the way that I'm thankful is not by me saying it, but by me being um, every, by me being consistent 
and and not just saying I'm thankful, but I'm following through with my relationships I have with many of you. I've learned how to put boundary lines up, you know, because again, the talent the Father's given me to speak, but I know sometimes I can't speak to certain people, so I put a line up, a boundary line as the Father leads. And so understand what your talents are. And then how are you walking out those talents in your life? And you may say, I don't know, I don't know my talents. If you define yourself as male or female, I think there's something wrong if you, you said from the most high. You define yourself as a son or a daughter. There's a difference. There's a difference. You don't have to agree with me, but there's a difference. Because then when you see the father's giving me a talent as, as the son to do this, and then how I walk my life out in completion, then I walk out as a man. But the talent I have, the father's giving me those talents to an entity. So do you feel entitled or thankful? And again, the whole world, not the majority of the world, the whole world, it's not Michael's opinion. The, the talent the Father's given me is to break things down and dice them up and then give it to you to look at. You'll be held responsible for this. When it says the whole world is in the hand of the evil one, what does that look like? One example is the whole world feels entitled, which is pride. They don't, they're not thankful. No matter how much you give them, they want more. Doesn't, I'm coming to you in a sec. Isn't it bizarre to think of that? Um, I remember hearing this when I was in elementary school that the American, uh, America's a nation uses up 25% of the world's resources. That was back in the 70s. Once again, back in the 70s, I heard America uses up 25% of the world's resources when I was in elementary school or, or junior high or whatever it was. That was shocking. I didn't, I didn't have any understanding. But now you look now, some 30 years later or whatever many years later, you're like, well, wait a minute. The Western world uses, I bet, 70 80% of the world's resources. By the Western world, I'm referring to Western Europe, North America, Australia, and now, and I'm referring to the culture, not just the region, and then China with Japan, and then all the other the tigers there in, in, in Asia. So you can see that there's an entitlement where I have an education, so I need to have this type of job. I look like this, I, have, I need to have this. And if that's what people want, then take it. That's you. Go for it. I'm talking to the sons. Hopefully the daughters will follow. But I'm speaking to the sons that you need to not just say you're thankful, your behavior which reflects your thoughts, need to show that, and how you walk out your life. My life should express that thankfulness by my life, how I interact with many of you, those who choose for me to be in your life. Many of you purposely stay away. Good. That's the Father leads. Dawi, over to you. Dawi, welcome to um, Open Forum, Crying Cove Open Forum with the Brothers. Are you entitled to thankful? It's being revealed now via thoughts and behavior. So Dawi, please, welcome and and just, just as the Father leads, and also talk about your talent, what talent the Father gives you, just a couple of them, and, and then share and how you've chosen to walk out your talent by the character. And it could be historically bad, the world character, or the Father's, as, as you see fit. Over to you, bro. I'm on mute. Hey, bro, thanks. Um, man, it's great to be back on the open forum, and I just want to say uh, hey to you and, you know, DL, Barbara, listening audience. And, um, yeah, this whole thing on Set It Up, Michael, are you entitled or, or thankful? And it's being revealed now 
via your thoughts and behavior. And see, this whole thing of, of being entitled, um, as you pointed out in your um, opening remarks, entitlement is something that is part of part of the Western culture. Um, you experience entitlement in, in different ways. Um, while you were in, while you're there in, in France, you were entitled to have certain rights and privileges uh, be, because you work and you were under those labor laws. And, and so even in this side of the Western world, um, there's a sense of entitlement. Well, I, I paid into, you know, unemployment, therefore I should be able to collect. And, and, and so there's a sense of entitlement. Um, there's our, my, my thought, the thought of the Western culture is that because you're a part of the culture, you're entitled to participate in things that the culture has to offer. Um, now think about, okay, what if the culture has nothing to offer or the offers are revoked? Um, do I still feel like I have pr privilege to um, be entitled to what I'm no longer going to get? I know that sounds kind of strange, but if you if a culture has something and they're offering it and I'm part of the culture and I'm able to take advantage of it, when the culture cuts it off, what's my behavior? What's my thoughts? Am I thinking, okay, that entitlement's not there anymore. I'm entitled to not participate <laughs> because it's no longer being offered. I know that's a, a weird way to say it, but my whole point is as willing to step back and not have entitlement as I am to have entitlement when those things are, are there. And so that's where I have to make sure I check my mind, uh, check my thoughts, because my behavior uh, will, will ensue. So for instance, like, okay, I was born before civil rights uh, were were legislated into place, and so um, even before civil rights, there were those unknowing Hebrews who had a sense of a level of entitlement. Well, I live in this country; I should be able to do X, Y, and Z. So, for instance, my dad started a corporation in 1959. And he did that because there was entitlement to do so. And now it doesn't mean that he had all the rights and privileges, but he was entitled to start a corporation. Um, and, 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 and so he did. And then later as civil rights came into place, um, he was entitled to even additional things that he was kept out of civil rights. And I say, you know what? Civil rights really kind of cemented an entitlement for black folks, for unknowing Hebrews. Not that you didn't have some level of entitlement before that, 
But once civil rights came in, then you were kind of just entrenched in entitlement because this bill gave you those rights, and now you could fight for that entitlement um, because you had some legal, you know, document that really it was just some writing on paper changed the heart of folks. It just made things more legal for you to be entitled to rights and privileges that everybody else in the culture had. And, and so when I look at that, entitlement can be something that is offered with a limited um, with, with a limited um, uh, privilege and to certain classes of people, there's more entitlement that's offered. So entitlement can vary in what the privileges are that the that entitlements are given, and typically it's given by you know race or class or you know whatever it turns out to be and and so this whole idea of entitlement um or being thankful see people say oh i'm so thankful i can go out and i can get this car and i can go get you know a mortgage and you know uh yeah god is good and then somebody always says yeah all the time and and i'm i'm looking and saying okay wait a minute um you're saying you're thankful but your actions don't align, as you pointed out, Michael, with what's coming out of your mouth. If you were thankful, um, why didn't you help your brother, your neighbor? Um, why didn't those things uh, come into play? If, if you were thankful for what you had, um, why didn't you give of, of what you had? And, and so that thankfulness, is an action. Don't have to mouth it. Don't have to brag on it. It's just something that you'll do. And 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 so think about, um, bruh. I've had I've had entitlement. I've had privilege in this Western culture. I I gave it out to come up. I gave it away because I wanted to come out from among her. So I don't participate in some of the entitlement that I know I I have um, in this culture because my entitlement is not based on this Western culture. It's not based – there's – my entitlement comes from the Father. When I do what he tells me to do, when I love him with everything that I have, then I'm entitled to what he desires for me, his son, to be about and to have. That's where my entitlement comes from, not from this, not from this culture. So from my perspective, you'll know whether I'm thankful because of my behavior. Um, do I give? Am I, you know, helpful? Um, you know, all of those kinds of things, uh, am I doing it holding something over your head? Because after all, if I give you something, I'm entitled for you to pay me back, right? 
Well, no, not not if you are truly my brother or my sister. Now, you can make arrangements for that to, to take place, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I can freely give and not require a payback on it because my father gave to me, but it's my action of giving because of what I've been given. Um, what's my talent? Um, I think one of my talents is uh, just being an encourager. Um, and I like to be an encourager with my brothers. Um, you know, if the father is telling you, leading you to do something, I want to encourage that. I don't want to stand in the way and not see you get whatever the father has for you. So I want, I, I look at myself as, as an encourager or um, a talent may be, you know, just being helpful. Um, people need help. Um, and if I, if I'm there and I can help, I'll do what I can to, uh, to help. Uh, I know, you know, one of my talents is I'm just kind of process focused. Things have to be, you know, kind of in a, in a process. Um, and because that represents for me um, order. And I know my father's all about order. Um, I like being creative. I think that's a talent he's given me to be able to create, even if it means create a solution for whatever issue or problem that has, has, has come my way. Um, when it comes to character, um, like DL, look, it's hard for me. I can't take credit for um, the character because he put me in circumstances to, to build that character. And that character was built for his use. And, and so um, I was built to chase him. I was built to chase truth. I remember even as a kid, um, I I believed in Santa Claus because my mom and dad said, hey, he existed. So I was going to chase that until I found out <laughs> that thing, because it was in me. I just didn't, at a young age, I didn't know what to chase until I got older. And then it was chasing my father, chasing uh, the, the, the word. Um, another character is, is trust, and sometimes I do that to a fault. I'll trust people do what, will do what they say. If they don't, then my, my attitude is if I gave it to you and you didn't follow through and you didn't do what you did or, or say you didn't do what you say you were going to do, then okay, that's on you. Um, you know, my, my character is I desire for things to be right. Um, I, I want things a certain way. It's, it's, it's got to be in a certain order. And I know, you know, part of my character is detail. And for you, Michael, sometimes that's just TMI, too much information. Because <laughs> you're not built that way. That's part of my character, detail. Sometimes I go into detail because I have to. Or if you ask me to go into detail on something, I'll go into detail on it. 
Um, but that's something he's given me that's, that's, you know, part of the, the talent or the character or uh, how I'm made up in order to be able to uh, execute what he's told me to do and energy through which these things that I've named as either talent or character um, are, are executed because he really gave me those things. He put me in circumstances and developed me to a place where when I tell you, Dawid, I want you to go do this, you go do it. Don't question me about it. Just, just, just do it. And, and he's still working on me in, in those areas as well. So, bro, that's kind of what I've been rambling on too much. But talent, character, entitlement, uh, thoughts, behavior, um, that those those are my thoughts, my comments, bro, on the things that uh, you have eloquently introduced to today. I'm on mute. Dawid and, and DL, no, that's that's right on. Dawid, you you answered all the questions well, and I'm. I think it's good for people to hear the different personalities, the different talents the father has given to his sons, um, just to hear those talents. And, and be, because once you know who you are, what your talent is, and you may say, well, I don't know my talent. Well, some people have a good memory. Some people have really good memories. Some people don't have good memories. Some people are really good at doing certain things that come natural for them. Those natural talents that comes to you, that's what we're referring to. So, for example, if you have a good memory, that's a talent. Now, your character is how you walk out that, that good memory. Do you use that good memory to point out, um, to keep record of wrong? Because love doesn't keep record of wrong. Some people have really good memories to talk about all the bad that people have done to them. Or do you use that good memory to think of those things? Again, we're to think of those things that are lovely. So not just keep record of what's bad, but keep record of those that are, that are good. You see? So having a good memory is not a character. That's a talent. Having the ability to speak is not a character. It's a talent. To write, a talent to, to cut or to, to sculpture, those are talents. So are you thankful for your talents? Or do you think you're entitled? See, at the core... That's what, we're, that's what we're getting at because everyone can say they're thankful for their home, thankful for their family, they're thankful for the food. You know, God is good, God is great. Let us thank him for our food. Amen. Whatever, whatever that program is, but let that food not be there. Are you so thankful? Are you so thankful? Are you so thankful? Thankfulness is appreciation. Do you still appreciate your talents? That's what, thankful, that's what thankful, thankfulness means. Are you, do you appreciative? Are you appreciative of the things the Father has done for you? Are you glad? Are you grateful? Are you obliged? Do you feel indebted, behold it, contented, delighted, gratified, pleased, satisfied, tickled? Those are the synonyms. And I'm, I'm saying this on purpose, brothers and sisters, because some people have really good memories, but they keep record of wrong. Well, I remember you did that. I'm like, whoa, why are you keeping record of wrong? Because that's their character. They have a talent the Father has given them, and they, use, they choose to use that talent to hurt someone because that's an entitlement. They think, like brothers, brothers, for me, I can't take fake religion. I can't. 
But I got to tell myself, people can come to me any way they want. If they're fake and religious, then I will cut them when it comes out of my mouth. That's just a talent the Father's given me. Boom, it comes out. Now, people need to be who they are. I always say that, please be who you are. If you want to shout a, a thousand billion hallelujahs, do it. I just hope that your life, your behavior, your thoughts are in line with that because it's not your thoughts, excuse me, it's not what you say that gives, that gives the highest praise. It's how you think, how you walk out your life. That shows that you are grateful, that you are glad, you're appreciative. So that, that's what we're getting now to. Are you supposed to be able to speak right? Are you supposed to be able to, to eloquently know how to write a letter? Do you feel entitled that you're supposed to have? See, and that's where we're getting at. Because that's in you. That's pride. See, the fall came from the, the two great falls that we, 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 we read about in the, in the scriptures. Well, they're the hosts of heaven, then the 200, the chiefs, different falls, but it all had to do with entitlement. Satan felt entitled for someone to worship him. He felt entitled. The, the 200 um, um, watchers, they felt entitled to be like man. Eve felt entitled to be like man. You see what I mean? Adam felt entitled to listen to his wife over the most high. I hope I'm using this properly. But it's one thing to say, wait a minute, Father, you give me insight into who you are. I'm thankful I can hear your voice. I don't agree with what this person's saying. But I'm thankful I hear your voice clearly. I will do it as I'm instructed. I'm grateful that I can hear your voice. See, and then your life, the way you live your life, the way you walk out your life, the way you love, the way you interact with people, that shows how thankful you are. Not that you say you're thankful, but then you, you, you hate people or you, you talk about them behind their backs or you, you hold malice in your heart. That's not thankfulness. That's entitlement, which is a form of pride. That's pride which is rebellion, which is witchcraft. We have that. This culture promotes that. This culture means the culture he's calling us out of promotes that. It promotes it. Here's what we're entitled to. Here's what the children of Israel, I'm not referring to the world. I, I, I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to the men. Claiming, here's what we're entitled to. According to Daniel 9.13, this is what we are entitled to. The book of Daniel 9. That's the following. I'm reading a couple of excerpts. You go back and read all of it. Daniel 9.13 reads, As it is written in the law of Moshe, all this evil has come upon us, yet made we not our prayer before the Most High, that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. Therefore has the Most High watched upon the evil and brought it upon us. For the Most High is righteous in all his works, which he does, for we obey not his voice. Referring to the men. Referring to the men. Referring to the men. That's what we deserve. Daniel 9, 13 through 14. Because we hear the Father's voice. Brothers and sisters, I hear well, Brothers, y'all know you hear the Father's voice. You hear it. You hear that one voice. And you choose to listen to her voice from this world. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, and this is off of me. Because I know you guys say, you're a great teacher, you're a great teacher. No, this is a fa Father's given this to me, and I'm thankful for I really am. And my thankfulness is behind being obedient. Because when I do start preaching, and it won't be like those, I won't, I won't need, I will not need one handkerchief. I won't need no bath towel or this drapey thing to make you hot. I won't need no pulpit. 
I won't. I, all I need is just a classroom. All I need is just one, two people. So when the preachers do start, because why preach to people? They're dumbasses. And I'm saying on purpose, man. Y'all dumbasses. You don't force yourself. You don't focus to read. You purposely read, still reject knowledge. The Father wants you to research him and to dig into his word and to hide his word in your heart. And many of you still don't do it. There are a lot of people listening to this broadcast. You guys be amazed. And that's, that's, that's what's recorded. So if you're offended, I call you a dumbass man, good. Because I'm a dumbass about the most high. I know I am. I am. I'm, I'm not delusional. And Daniel 9, 24 reads, here's what, here's what we deserve, men. Here's what we deserve, children of Israel, the seed. Daniel 9, 24. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgressions, to make an end of sins, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring an everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the Most High. That's what we deserve. So when you think of entitlement, that's what you're entitled. You're entitled to curse. You're entitled to a curse, men, children of Israel. That's what you're entitled to. And that's why it's important that we humble ourselves. And we'd be thankful for he sent his word. He kept his word by sending his word in the vessel of a man from the tribe of Yehuda. He took his content, his word, and put it into an organic carbon-based 12 life form. And it walked among us and demonstrated the word in person. Oh, my gosh. He demonstrated it. And people still hated him. And now the father's doing it again through his sons. And people still reject it. They still want that religious thing. They're still entitled. Well, because my daddy did that, I'm going to do this. Because I'm raised this way, so I'm going to do Raise a child the way he should go. Wait a minute. Okay, first of all, it says raise a child the way he should go. Regarding to meditating on the word day and night. So that this book of the law will not depart from you. See, this is why people think they're entitled to live the way they were brought up, which is wickedness. Hey, if you're told to do that, then you should do it. I'm referring to those who claim they're from the Most High. See, because when, when you're being given the talent to want what's right, then it makes sense when you think of those things that are true. See, whatsoever things are true. See, then your memory is really good. See, those were good memories, but they don't think of those things that are true. They think of all the things that happened. That's what they did to me. They did that to me. I remember he said that to one person. Now look at him now hanging out all the time. See, that's keeping a record of wrong. You don't do that. Think of those things that are true. The Father's giving you a good memory. He's giving me a good memory. I want to think of those things that are true. That's a talent. Your memory, remembering things. Don't don't take stock of what you're going to need to say, but the Father's energy will give you what you need to say. That's a talent. And the way that you walk that out and make it stronger is you embrace his characteristics, which are the fruit of the Spirit, which are love, peace, joy. Dawid and DL, please come back and um, share your thoughts, and, and then um, we'll, we'll do um, we'll close out. Over to you, brothers. Uh, Dawid in that order, and then DL, just your thoughts. And DL, 
feel free to share if the Father wants you to regarding that what you shared last week with me. Okay, over y'all. Yeah, bro, you made a, a good. You gave me a lot of uh, a lot of food for thought in in what you were talking about. What are the children of Israel entitled to, <laughs> bro? We are entitled. We are definitely entitled to the 70 weeks um, that it would take to finish our transgression against our fathers. Brad, see, we're so focused in the Western culture about, well, entitlement is a positive thing. Look, entitlement comes in many different forms. Yeah, there were some times as a child I was entitled to a whooping, and believe me, I did get it. <laughs> but, you know, that was entitled punishment. Why? For the purpose of building uh, character and truthfulness and honesty and, and those things that as a child I didn't, I didn't fully comprehend. But this chastisement that we've been under, that was because we had just off the hook, rebelled, rejected our father, uh, spread our feet for, for, for anyone and anything. And we gave away what the father had given us. We gave to other nations. And, and so what are we entitled to? Yeah, we were entitled to go through the 70 weeks. And and uh, that whole process, it tells us right there. It's an equation. Um, and, and, and it tells us that we're, it was, the purpose was to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring everlasting righteousness. That's the path our Father has put his sons on and the daughters will follow and so he was showing us man that's that's a that's a real entitlement and and um yeah there's a difference between character and talent and you know i i like what you were talking about some people have a good memory see that's a talent that, that's something that's been given. And I, I, I like what you were talking about, Michael, when you said, you know what, you can use your good memory for things that are good, or you can use it for just uh, recalling bitterness and anger and, you know, situations that, that were, were unpleasant. But I, I like I like that example of memory because to me, uh, Yaya had a remarkable memory. Um, he, that's a talent that I know he was given. I questioned him several times. How can you remember all the leaders in different countries around the world? How, how, how can you do that? I didn't have that talent, but he did. And he'd be doing a broadcast and boom. He recalled a leader of a particular country, and I get on the computer, and sure enough, he's exactly right. But he had that talent even as a as a child because 
um, from what I understand, Michael, you can correct me, but between him and, and Rodney, they would have these contests about players and their numbers and their statistics. And the father had given him that, that memory, and he used that memory to do what his father had given him to do. And, and those messages that came, they came in part because he had a good memory. And he could recall the, the best of whatever had to be recalled. All he had to do was just hear it once, and some of it, yeah, yeah and, and he, could, he could recall it. Um, that's, that was a great memory. So when you brought that up, I was reminded of people like that, like Yaya and others who have a great memory. And um, I always said, yeah, I got a great memory. It's just short. So <laughs> it may not it may not be the exact same thing, but but I do that because sometimes I am forgetful and and uh, that to have a memory like with giving Yaya and others that I've met was was not a particular talent of of mine, but nevertheless, bruh, that's all I wanted to uh, to uh, to say that Daniel nine twenty four. Um, that was definitely something that is an entitlement. And he had given us a list of entitlements based on our behavior, based on our thoughts. And, and those, those talents or or those entitlements, um, we see in Leviticus chapter 26 and Deuteronomy chapter 28. Look. You can have entitlements that are good, or you can have entitlements that aren't. It's your choice. And, you know, we chose what we chose, and now we're here uh, because we didn't choose the right entitlement that we really wanted because if we did, we wouldn't have rebelled against our father and created all that we've, we've seen and talked about over the years. So, bro, back back over to you or or to uh, DL. Uh, I'm I, I'm done. I'm on mute. Beautifully said, bro. Beautifully said. Um, well, brother Mike asked, uh, you know, asked if I wanted to share, um, you know, what happened last week, and this goes to entitlements. Um, and, you know, and I alluded to it earlier and even last week, you know, if you were on there, you might have heard that I was a little bit more passionate or even maybe even a little um, a little uh, angry. But, well, what happened last week is my wife, you know, um, you know, she commutes, uh, you know, takes my son back and forth to, uh, to his welding class. And uh, she got shot in the back of the neck with a BB gun. So, I mean, you know, we we know what time it is. We know that there are certain spirits that are out there that want to harm people that look like us. And, you know, what comes, you know, immediately to mind is to defend uh, and not, and maybe not even to defend, more to avenge, more to find, 
these people and, you know, and to let them know, you know, that they really made a mistake. But the father set it up in such a way that, you know, I wasn't there, you know, and, you know, I was at work and, you know, she didn't tell me until, uh, you know, later on in the day. So we did what we, um, what we needed to do and went to the police and made a report. The first thing that the police say is, you know, we can't do anything. So in reconciling, um, you know, that innate entitlement on the inside of us, the first thought is to go off on the police officer, of course, because we already know that it was racially motivated. Uh, we were completely justified based upon um, civil rights and based upon the Black Lives Matter movement and based upon all these things that are going on in the country where people are demanding, um, are demanding their quote-unquote rights to go off on them, uh, you, know, to, you know, start a bunch of stuff up here in this community because it's a racist community where people ride around with, um, uh, you know, with, with rebel flags and all this type of stuff. But our father, his requirement of us as witnesses is that we walk through things. And, I mean, I, I hope y'all understand uh, that in my flesh, these words, uh, you know, that was just a bunch of BS to me. I wanted, I, I needed, I wanted them locked up or I wanted to be induced into them. Um, all of these things in my flesh, but... I have to submit to the spirit. I have to submit to what um, I know that this place is and what our role is in this place. Now, if I was there, now you understand, I would defend my wife, of course. But in this circumstance, going down to the police department and doing what was in, um, you know, that, that first thought, to go in there and, you know, raise the place up and, you know, get me a supervisor and all that. And see, bro, Ed, when you're in, I think what Brother Mike is trying to pull out is who are you going to be when you begin to have to walk through these things? Um, you know, I, I've been exposed to a lot of things, um, you know, a lot of tests, a lot of, um, you know, humbling experiences where, um, you know, by staying in the father's character, uh, you know, he began to do things that literally are not possible. Um, when you think about, um, you know, a dude that messed around, got a criminal record, uh, disciplining his child. Now, it's not uh, a spanking that's on my record. It's domestic violence that's on my record. So, you know, basically, um, the thought of entitlement um, because, you know, you know, I know all these things and all that sort of thing, you know, that would be something that would drive you crazy. That would be something that um, is very easy to get tempted into, um, you know, thinking that, you know, I was entitled to a different verdict or I was entitled to this or that. But because I know that my father is the only reason that I didn't lose my mind for having to go into into the jail system after all this time, uh, the fact that my heart didn't give out on me, the fact that, um, you know, that these people that I work for, 
Um, you know, they basically, you know, they did more um, to ensure that my wife and my kids made it through um, that period than even folks that we're related to. See, you have to give it over to the Father. I mean, I don't know that I'm explaining all this stuff right, but you have to give it over to him because there's no way. I mean, because of where we are, because of um, the fact that, you know, this, you know, what, what Daniel 9.24 tells us is his grace. That's his love. What we deserve is death for what we did. We violated the law. He made an exception. And he gave us 70 weeks. That is the Father's grace. That's his love. So when these things happen, I have to remember those things. I have to remember the fact that what I deserve is death. What I deserve is uh, this punishment. And as a witness, I have to walk through these things. And I have to do it in a way that's really going to test this, you know, this, this, this evil thought that I was born with, this, um, this, this tendency to go and to fight and to all the, you know, do all these things. And that, you know, that's my right, right? You know, here down there, here on the earth, but we have to remember, um, we don't want rights here. I don't want, I don't want rights here. And even when, um, you know, it's proper, or even when, um, you know, I've been hurt or I've been wronged, you know, my wife hadn't done anything to anybody. So, you know, the idea that someone would do that, it pisses me off. I'm not even going to lie, but I have to submit to the Father. I have to give that over to him, and I have to keep on walking. Um, we deserve death, y'all. We're on a proving ground. Um, this is not life. This is not where we should expect things to be right. And that's going to be tested is what I'm trying to tell you. Um, you're going to be tested. You know, I'm tested. Y'all are going to be tested. We're all going to be tested. And what our brother Mike is asking you is, who are you? How are you going to walk through that test? So, bro, I, you know, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, it's still a little, um, you know, still upsets me, but I know where I am. I know why I'm here and, you know, it, it, it has to be done. So I'm on mute, bro. That's beautiful, bro. Really beautiful. DL, beautiful, Dawi. Really, really well said. Any, um, again, we're talking about entitlements and, and thankfulness and character. Again, that's what it's all about, about character. So any comments or questions, press one of your keypad on topic, on topic. And I will challenge you. If I will challenge you. And so I, I, I really want you to call in, but you need to understand when you lose your job, or you lose your wife, I'm referring to the men, or you lose your son or your daughter, or you lose your, your income, you may say you're thankful. You may lose your health. How will you really be? And there's lots of examples in the word, it's a reference to see how those men react. When they lose their, their kingship, how do they act? When they're being chased through the desert, trying to be killed and murdered, how do they act? When their families are attacked, how, how do they act? Press 1 if you want to talk, 319-527-6070. Again, 319-527-6070. 319-527-6070 is the guest call-in number. And press 1 on your keypad if you're, if, you, um, if you're on the switchboard. 
feel free to also email us at kofakofa.com. I'm happy to speak with you. The purpose of this broadcast is to provoke you, to let you think who you really are, to let you understand that you have talent. And then with those talents that you have as your entity, your spirit, then you make thoughts or decisions. And those thoughts and your decisions is your character. That's, so, so that's something you put on. That's something that you actually put on with your, with your talents. Now, it says, this in the, it says this in Matthew 25th chapter as a reference. Go back and look at this, the parables of the talents. And also the parables of the talents, Matthew 25, 14, and Luke 19, 11 through 27. As a reference, look that up. Talents are things that you are given. It's not character. Those certain traits, abilities you have. Look at it from that perspective because it says here, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling to a far country. So I have talents, brothers and sisters. You're hearing my talents. And, I, and the decisions I make, the thoughts I make, you are seeing my behavior right now. You're seeing it as I'm speaking. So you can say you're thankful, but I watch how you love. I watch who you talk about. You have a great memory, but you always talk in negative. Like, what's that? What's that great memory? So you, the talent you have are using for evil. That's evil characteristics. Or using for righteousness, right, rightfulness characteristics. Well, I'm entitled to think like this. Okay, then you should think the way you're thinking. I'm not telling you how you need to think. I'm just, I'm just demonstrating this session on entitlement and thankfulness. And making it clear what your talent is, what your character is. And your character is your thought, which is your behavior. So there's no confusion. You'll be held accountable. Well, I didn't read it that way. Then that, that's on you. That's on you. And I'll, I'll say this right now, brothers and sisters. There's a time coming where you can't, you can't say any crazy things to the father's men. I'm sick of people saying crazy stuff to me. I really am. I can't take it. I can't. And by can't take it, I mean... There, there needs to be a governor in place. Check this out. And I will give power. This is Revelation 11, uh, 3. Revelation 11, 3. You may think this is Michael. This is not Michael. I'm telling you, people won't, they, they won't, they, they're not going to want to talk to the Father's men. They're going to be respectful with their thoughts. Because your thoughts is your behavior. As a man thinks, so he is. Your thoughts are who you think. You've got crazy thoughts, then you'll act out that way. That's why people quote all the time. The most weirdest people in a quote because they can't speak from their heart. Brother says, I'm speaking from my heart right now. I'm speaking from my heart. And when I'm reading the scriptures, I'm giving us a reference. Revelation 11, 3 reads as follows. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy. It says 1,260 days. Then, then you look down at verse 5. It says, and if any man will hurt them, fire proceeds out of their mouth and devour their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must die in this matter. See, there's no play-play time. Play-play time over with. Play-play time over with. You, you can't just say crazy stuff. The culture we're in is an entitlement culture. I'm entitled to have this type of life. I'm entitled to this type of house. I'm entitled to this, this type of computer. I'm entitled. No, you're entitled for death if you're Israel. If you're the culture, be the best you can be in this culture. If you claim that you're redeemed and born again, you deserve death, according to Daniel 9.24. So get that in your thoughts. So, if you, so when, when, when Job's wife was, was saying crazy stuff, and Job just kept on going. When his children left, when his children was died or whatever, Job, it was hard, man. That's hard. That's, that's, that's hard. I cannot imagine that. I, I'm not giving, I cannot imagine that, how difficult that is. 
So many of you will lose loved ones. And whatever your fear is, please hear me say this. DL said it. Whatever your greatest fear is, don't be surprised you experience it. I'll say it one more time. Whatever your greatest fears, those fears you have hit in your heart, those insecurities, those fears, you don't, I don't want to think about it. I can't think about it. Because you think you're not entitled to go through that, but you claim you're thankful. Whatever fears you have in your heart, it will come true. And the Father will walk you through it. How dare you say that? Look at cross-reference. Cross-reference. Look at what happened to the Father's men. Look, brother, says, I'm looking for crazy stuff to happen. I have to keep walking. The worst thing, I do not want to lead no cold front team. There's no way. I don't want to start a new business in this economy. I don't want to, I don't want to be business partners with 29, 30-year-old guys. I don't want that. I just want to be left alone. <laughs> really do. I don't want to deal with stuff because people have different they, – their, their thoughts are just – they're not – people aren't stable in their thoughts. You can just speak with them a little bit. They're not stable. Look, you, say, you ain't stable. Look, I don't bring drama to people. I, my, I stay in my lane, and I love. People come around me, they get peace from me. Many people bring drama. And that's why I'm trying to say, what's in me is peace, brothers and sisters. So um, let's, let's do closing comments. Dawit, DL in that order, and then we'll close on out. Dawit, DL, over to y'all. Closing comments. Yeah, bro. Um, this has been a real, uh, again, a topic that uh, causes me to have, you know, introspection, um, to really think about what I believe I'm entitled to or am I thankful. And then, as you pointed out early with Barbara, what does thankfulness look like? Um, and what does entitlement look like? See, you've brought for me an area of entitlement that says it's just not about uh, privilege and, and benefit. It's also about uh, punishment and reward for your behavior when it was against our father. So that's entitlement too. And in my thinking, I need to encompass entitlement in, in, in a more comprehensive uh, way so that I'm not just thinking the Western way of entitlement and saying, well, hey, I think I'm pretty good. There. No, that we, as DL, as Michael pointed out, I'm entitled to death. That's what I'm really entitled to. And, and so those are things that are revealed um, as as this uh, discussion has has uh, gone on, that I I'm really um, entitled to those those kinds of things. So we're at that place in time, and I I firmly believe what you're talking about, Michael. We're at that point in time where you can't you shouldn't to one of the father's sons be mindful. Or understand, think. or yeah, think. Or it's a thought. It's a thought. Yes, that comes out of the mouth. Crazy thoughts. Yes, it's the thoughts. Thank you, Michael. Yes, it, it's it, those are thoughts because what comes out of your mouth, those are your thoughts. So don't think that you can talk to the father's son 
just any old way because your thoughts comes out in behavior and what you say are things that you think it's okay just to present it that way. No, be mindful. Understand the father's sons are these men whom you read about in in, in Revelation 3 and, and Revelation 11, 5. Um, these are, look, we carry in us our father's word. His word, we're a witness to his word. Our, my life, your life, the life of our father's sons, those who would just do anything for him, no matter what the circumstance is, those sons are, are witnesses. They have the father's word and they have his energy and our, our lives our lives are 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 the are the witness our lives not me busy talking telling you who i am and all you know bragging about me no it's people observing my life and seeing how my life is that's the witness that is what tells people who i am and who i belong to and the way I live my life. Now, to some, that's going to be offensive. And they will say offensive things. And, bruh, we're at that place where when those things are said that are offensive or um, detrimental to us, those same things will turn on them, and it will happen immediately. It won't be something that will happen just, down the road in the sweet by and by. No, fire will come out of your mouth. What does that fire look like? That fire looks like it's it's the word. Are you quoting? No, but it's the word. It, it, it's, it's, it's that ultraviolet light that when the word shines on it, it destroys it. And, bro, you've been talking about that for a while. We're at that. We're at fathers, men, as his people, as his, as as the father's son. Yes, I have to be careful about what I believe. I'm entitled to. I need to examine every area of my life for what I think I'm entitled to, and 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 I need to examine my life about. Am I thankful? And does my behavior, does my thoughts, the very thing that drives my behavior, the very thing that drives what comes out of my mouth, is that showing thankfulness? Is it showing entitlement? It is being revealed. What comes out of people's mouth, what they write, the things that they they, they say, yeah, see, it's being revealed. I want my what comes out of my mouth to be those things that are pleasing to my Father. And, bruh, I'm going to close with this, and that is that the, the Philippians 4, 8, and 9, that's just key for me every single day because that forms my thoughts. 
that creates my behavior. That behavior is fruit. And that's the thing that my desire um, to be in relationship with my father is that I'll do those things that he has talked about in Philippians 4, 8, 9. So with that, I'm going to say shalom. I've been, um, once again, it's, it's been a privilege to just be on here and talk with Men and hear from women and those that really love our Father and want to do everything that He says. And it's just, um, you know, a privilege to to be able to to talk with those that the Father's given this message to and to continue to challenge us. Michael, you've challenged us. You have challenged us every time you've been on the broadcast. You've challenged us, at least for me, one way or another. And that I'm thankful for. Did it hurt sometimes? Yes, it did. But I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful that I had to look at me for what I really am. So for the listening audience, uh, look at your life. And are you entitled or thankful? And what's your thoughts? And are your thoughts driving your behavior and the fruit or, in some cases, the fruits of your life? So with that, I say shalom, Brother D.L., uh, over to you. I love you, bro. And, um, man, <laughs> what you shared uh, really uh, struck me. It made it made me angry. And that, well, I, I don't even want to go into that because there's not enough time. But, bro, um, over to you. I love you, your family, and I wish your wife and your children your family and you well. I'm I'm on mute. I'm out. Uh, shalom, my brother Dawid. Man, we love you too. And um, yeah, yeah, we just we just gonna walk through this thing because, bruh, uh, we realize, um, you know, why we're here, what we're doing here. And it would have been real easy to go and you know make a stink and and really pull that. Um, that cloak of invisibility off of us that the father's given us by going and, you know, doing what, you know, what, what black folks do when they put out the Starbucks or whatever. So, man, I look at this title. Um, are you entitled or are you thankful? And bruh, it, it right now, if we are in the mindset of mystery Babylon, we are so done. You just, I mean, bro, you, the idea that we've been enslaved here uh, for 400 years and the idea that you're going to somehow get justice from people that have no justice in them. They're not just people. They've never indicated to us otherwise. They still kill. They still rape. They still do all of these things. And now the worst thing that you can do is to point out that any of that is wrong. Um and it's delusional. It is the fulfillment of Romans 1 and 28 um, that we see this madness uh, that, that, sits on, um, that sits on us. That's what we deserve. That's what we brought down upon ourselves by leaving our Father's side, um, this madness that you would go into a cage with, with, with a lion, you know, uh, somebody that's there to devour you and expect it to 
um, give you rights, expect it to be fair, not to reason like an animal. Uh, you know, these things that Donald Trump does that's in his nature to, to lie, to, to do things that are in his own interest is the epitome of, um, you know, who we're down here with. Our father is literally holding it up in our faces. And he really is asking us, are you, are you saying? So, bro, I mean, you know, again, you know, I'm thankful for the topic. I'm thankful for the challenging topics. I'm thankful for having, uh, hearing something that calls me to study just that much harder because at the end of the day, that's going to bring me closer to the father. And that's what he's done here. Are we entitled to a preacher that's this uh, Northwestern preacher that walks with us and babies us through things? Do we really think that? Or do we, or are we thankful to get a kick in the butt when we need it? I'm thankful, bro. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that my father um, has, has done something here in this ministry uh, that causes me to have to uh, seek him just that much further. So I'll leave with uh, Wisdom, third chapter. And remember this, brothers and sisters, as you begin to go through this, you have to get this in you and believe it. But the souls of the righteous are in the hands of Father Yahweh, and there shall no torment touch them. In the sight of the unwise, they seem to die, and their departure is taken from misery. And they're going from us to be utter destruction, but they are in peace. For though they be punished in the sight of men, yet is their hope full of immortality. And having been a little chastised, they shall be greatly rewarded. For the Most High have proved, has proved them and found them worthy of himself. As gold in the furnace, do some reading about the purification of gold and what that metal goes through. As gold in the furnace has he tried them and received them as a burnt offering. So, brothers and sisters, my shalom to you. Um, your brother DL is out. I love you all. Shalom. Man, I love you, DL, Dawid, Barbara, my brothers and sisters. I, I love you guys. And I'm, my thankfulness is me walking out the talent the Father's given me and choosing the character he's told me to choose, the character of being, thinking those things like Philippians 4, 8, 9, and then the fruit of the, of the Father's energy set apart energy. So that's my thankfulness and consistency because I'm exhausted, absolutely exhausted. <laughs> I've been exhausted all week. And I'm thankful because I know it's just the Father doing it. It's not me. So challenge me. You hear me say thankful and you don't see it in my, someone's life. You see someone say they're thankful, look, see how, how they love and they're obedient to the word. Shalom, y'all. Take it easy. Father willing, we'll be back next week. Next Sunday, lay up.